What's going on? Welcome in the Pels and Whistles, episode number 20, presented by Bet Online, right here on the Believe Network. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside Rel Myers. Healthy and happy new year. It's our first show of 2023 it's not like we were gonna be like the sopranos and blackout after the final episode of 2022 we are back and ready to go and hopefully the pelicans are ready to go it's a big day for them as they're in philadelphia as they take on the 76ers tonight rel happy new year hope you had a, a great new year's eve over the weekend happy new year it was uh it would have been a better new year's eve if we had one in memphis um we held on for a little while but We'll get to that. But other than that, it was a very low-key night. Um, after the game, I went home and just sat on the couch. <laughs> just too bummed to do anything? Just sitting on the couch, yeah. We were supposed to go out to family members. Um, well, you know, once the time comes, sometimes on New Year's Eve, it's like, I don't know, people are going to be driving crazy. I'd rather just be safe inside. And also, we got the two dogs, and they were um, going insane uh, around midnight. So better safe than sorry. So we just stayed home. I feel like the older we get, the the more overrated New Year's is, in my opinion. Is, I think is that fireworks true? just aren't impressive. Um, right. They're all the same. They're annoying uh, now when you have children and dogs. Yeah. <laughs> just, you, you'd rather just um, stay inside and you might doze off at like 945 and then you'll wake <laughs> up at midnight when the big booms start. And then you can go back to sleep. So, yeah, once you, once you get to a certain age, I guess once you're out of your party phase, you're like, nope. That's it. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Today's get off my lawn moment is also presented by Bet Online because that's what we just did right there with New Year's, but that's okay. I was the one that brought it up. But anyways, <laughs> let's get into um, the two games over the weekend. So yeah, not too much to really talk about with Memphis and New Orleans. I felt like part of that was the product of a second night of the back-to-back, an emotional win the night before. Schedule makers saying, "Here, go to Memphis," and Memphis is like, "Come, we're ready for you." And yeah. it just. It just from the get go, just kind of a slow, shaky start, and really never recovered after that. Even if it wasn't a back to back, I think after an emotional win, we're just completely depleted. I mean, look at what happened after the two Phoenix games that we played here. Then we what go on the road and lose three or four in a row. Three, yeah, <laughs> so, three in a row. Yeah, I, I think um, it being a back to back definitely didn't help. It didn't help that we uh, you know weren't full strength against them, and they weren't full strength either. I don't think but um i mean they still had their their main guys you know but um yeah they they play very well on their floor just like we do on ours and i don't remember the last time we beat them on their floor so it is what it is it's been a while i remember i think it was a couple years ago mlk day i think the pelicans dropped like 130 <laughs> on that day and that was a fun day there in, in memphis i think that was might have been the last time they've won there a couple yeah, years ago it is year before last it, i guess it is becoming a really tough place to play. It's a really fun atmosphere. You got to get props to the Memphis crowd and what sure. they're able to do. They usually have live music there um, on one of the big stages on the side. Every time it seems like I used to go there, it was wrestling night. So their mascot <laughs> would be would be jumping through tables and, you know, frog splashing people. I don't know why. Oh it was always gosh. wrestling night. And and uh, Jerry the King Lawler would always be there. He's from Memphis. He has a bar <laughs> down there on Beale Street. But uh, every wow. every time, it, it seems like a wrestling match between these two teams a lot of the time too. And yeah, obviously it's special with John Moran versus Zion and a job. A couple plays got the best of Zion on some ankle breakers there. But that's just mm -hmm. the speed of Jaw really, you know, kicking in and his ability to get to the rim as we've always seen. But yeah, not the best of games for the Pelicans there, but. You're allowed to have those every now and then. I know it's against a team that you might be competing with for seeding-wise. 
Um, mm -hmm. But it got me thinking. I did want to ask you now that you know you're going into a lot of these games expecting to win. How are your reactions after losses? Because again, we we've talked about it before. Like this team's gonna lose. Like, yeah, they're not gonna go undefeated the rest of the way. They're not gonna you know break any records for best winning percentage or whatever. But is it tougher when after losses now, or it's more of evaluating how they lose and who they lose to compared to just actually loss? Um, I think it's more how they lose or, or who they lost to. I really don't want to lose to Memphis like ever. Right. Um, I talked to a lot of Memphis fans online and you know, when we win, I don't, I don't tend to go like gloat, but if they win, <laughs> they'll come gloat. And I'm like, oh, God, just leave me alone. Yeah. Go enjoy your win. You know, but I, I was complaining about that loss because, um, like we, we need to own the tiebreaker. Like, and, and we have one more game against them. We don't see them again until April. Um, but you, you just really want to beat a team that's on your heels in the standings, um, a team that's in your division, because um, you want to be able to own these these tiebreakers. But that one was kind of like a, a tiebreaker for the time being. So now they they own the series two to one until we play them way down the line. Who knows what their team's gonna look like then? Who knows what our team's gonna look like then? But um, yeah, that one hurt. I was very irritated after that game because um, we always go in there and we get blown out, and it's like we we hung around for a little while, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, they turned it on, and we didn't have any gas left because we were on the second night of back-to-back, -back and we had to travel out there. So, um, yeah, that was that was not a fun game by the time uh, we were getting to, to the end of it. But we, you know, we keep saying that they've never beat us fully healthy, but when are we going to be fully healthy? Yeah. <laughs> so then it just gets more and more irritating the more you think about it. Do you think we see Brandon Ingram back this week? Do you think at Hopefully. one of these games? That seems to be the... Um, I guess uh, a lot of people think that that's happening this week for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why. Um, hopefully it does happen. A lot of people are looking forward like straight to Friday, but I'm like, okay, well, let's not skip Wednesday. We have a game at home on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, it'd be great to come back against um, Houston instead of throwing him into the fire against the Nets. Yeah. Um, well, just came. because we tend to stumble when he's re reinserted into the lineup. So I'm not really sure you know, what's going to happen with that. Yeah, we'll see what happens with him with with his big toe. Again, if we want to donate some big toes to him and get him back on the court real quick. The great toe. The great toe. <laughs> the great toe needs to be fixed for Brandon Ingram. Um, but the night before the Grizzlies loss, um, a very big win over the Philadelphia 76ers, a team that's playing some really good basketball, 127 to 116. And what a night for CJ McCollum, 42 points, 11 threes. And it just, it was just hard to fathom what he was able to do that night, the rhythm that he was in just seemed like he yeah. couldn't miss. And he, and he pretty much didn't miss. Uh, <laughs> you were obviously inside there. What was that atmosphere like? Will, will and Joel, Joel Embiid be eating crow for his words? You know, I know it was last year, a different team, different setting, yeah. but I'm sure the crowd was just a little bit different than what he talked about a year and a half ago on opening night. Yeah, it was. I, I want to say when I got there, it was six 30. The game started at seven 30. There was, the lines at every single door were <laughs> insane. Um, so people were ready. People were ready for that matchup. People were ready for some for some big, easy basketball. Um, I think Joel definitely noticed the difference in the crowd mm. on Friday. Um, I was lucky enough to get invited to sit downstairs. Uh, we were on row eight, kind of behind the Sixers bench. So that was fun. Uh, especially with, uh, you know, PJ Tucker being all upset that Zion's, uh, you know, punking him 
and you know yeah. they're getting technicals on their bench and he's getting technicals and all this stuff uh people are yelling at doc rivers because now he's not a friend anymore you know after they were sending yeah. him beers the other night now they're like sit down doc get in your booster seat yeah. <laughs> so it was really really fun um it was very cool to see uh what cj was doing especially after he's caught tons of slander from the from the fan base you know anytime he has a, a bad night or he's got a bunch of turnovers or whatever people are just completely dogging the guy so it was great to see him go out there and, and set a franchise record and also get a win against a, a quality opponent yeah since when did we become so dismissive of a guy that has like a couple rough games like cj mccollum yeah people go through slumps and all of a sudden you mentioned everyone was ready to write him off like throw him in trades it's like are you kidding me whatever <laughs> When he came over in the trade, everyone's like, yes, you know, this is the guy. We finally got someone we, we need in the backcourt, and he wants These to be people are here. ungrateful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a few threes. It's like, get him out of here. He's terrible. It's like, man, the guy yeah. just dropped 42 points, 11 threes. Yeah. People go through slums. We know it's challenging. For and sure. Yeah, he went through it. But he also knew that and wanted to make yeah. sure he was – you know, wanted to get back into kind of that rhythm to be with his teammates, and he certainly did that. And then, you know, Zion with 36 points. I and mean, those are the two people you really just needed that night. It was Zion with 36, McCollum with 42, and that's really all she wrote. I mean, Valanciunas yeah. with 10, Murphy with 8, Marshall with 5, but Billy, 13 points, 4 of 7 shooting. <laughs> I mean, we're, they were also fouling a ton from beyond the arc. It, uh, yeah. They got Jackson Hayes on – uh, and they, Billy, right? And Billy on three-point yeah. shots. And it was just like last-second attempts that probably weren't going to go in anyway. And they're just like diving at guys' legs and stuff. But, I mean, one of the times I think they got tripped yeah. and they fell into someone's legs. But, yeah, that was that was a really weird game. But And it seems like Zion had like the quietest 36 points because of everything that was going on with CJ and all yeah. the threes and stuff. But that was a heck of a performance by those two. Are you starting to see teams, you know, that's – basically now two straight games now where teams are getting frustrated by the Zion calls. And it was funny how the tables have turned where in the beginning of the year, we were frustrated because it's like, all right, you're seeing all this contact. When's he going to get to the free throw line? Now he's finally getting to the free throw line and the opposing players are like, well, what's going on here? Are we starting (laughs) to get some frustration with how officials are? You know, we talked about, I compared him to Shaq a little bit as far as how Mm -hmm. hard he is to officiate, but are we sensing a little bit of a trend where the posing team and players are having to guard him are like, come on, man. I think it's just his size. Yeah. He's just a big fella that can, you have to be physical with him, but you, you have to be careful. You're going to get called yeah. for a couple thousand in a few seconds. I think if you have a guy like Joel Embiid on your team, you have no right to complain about exactly. free throw shooting and, and the foul calls. Um, especially like when you're, when you're hacking, you're going sh- like a, a swipe straight down uh, on a guy and you're like, you can't believe they would blow a whistle on you. Get a grip. Yeah. <laughs> like, just get a grip, man. Look around. Read the room. Look who you're playing with. Look how many free throws this guy shoots. Um, I don't want to hear it. We've, we've sat through. It, it's like these other people, they don't watch. They don't see Zion getting hacked night in, night out. Um, and, and it's not being called. And then they play us on the night that it is finally getting called. And they're like, oh, this is an atrocity. <laughs> how dare they let this happen? <laughs> I don't want to hear it. We have suffered enough. We got to shoot our free throws um, and make them. That's the thing. We're, we're always complaining about free throws, and then they finally get some free throws, and they sit up there and miss like 12 or 13. Um, that's frustrating. Yeah. Uh, Embiid went to the line 10 times. Harden went to the line six times. It's usually for them, 80% of their free throw attempts are coming from those two guys, 16 of their mm-hmm. 22. The other night, Zion actually got to go to the line 16 times. 
McCollum with six. I mean, to go to the free throw line 36 times, we mentioned making them. I mean, they missed 10, shooting 72% from the free throw line, something that this team has to get better at. I mean, Billy went to the line six times. Again, some of those were three-point attempts, but nonetheless, I know Zion was six of the 10 misses, so uh, he's Mm -hmm. been better at the free throw line, but certainly needs to improve there. But still, a very huge win on on a Friday night there in New Orleans against a team that has really been playing well. And now you get the benefit of closing out the season series with them. Maybe a good thing, the way Philly, I think, is going to continue to play well. They're going to get Maxi back full strength. He didn't play a lot in that mm-hmm. game on Friday. But this is always such a tough game. I know every time I've been to Philly, they just never get off to a good start and yeah. beat in that crowd. They just play really good. But maybe the Pelicans can rely on a little bit of the Saints juju from, from yesterday. The Saints <laughs> upsetting the number one seed in the East, uh, in the NFC, I should say, in, in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, maybe the Pelicans can kind of piggyback off that and, and steal a win there in Philly. Hopefully they can just do whatever they did on Friday. I mean, I don't expect CJ to make another 11 three-pointers, but, you know, I'll take another cool 36 from Zion. That'd be nice. Is everyone kind of just circling Friday on their calendar? Um, it just <laughs> seems like everyone's waiting for January 6th. The Brooklyn Nets still, I mean, I think they've lost since uh, they've had a, a winning streak, but they've won like 11 of 12, 12 of 13. Friday it's night, like 15 in to the, 16. 15 to it's, 16. Yeah. You have the Rockets in the middle there. I worry about a little bit of a lull, like you're looking ahead. I Hopefully this team is good enough mm-hmm. there. And also you have to take care of business tonight, so you don't want to get a couple-game losing streak heading back home. But I just feel like when you look at this week with Philly, Houston, and Brooklyn, that fact that that game was added on national television, you're wearing your city uniforms, and people are probably thinking, what, what does the uniform have to do anything? It's still a big thing <laughs> to, to see a different uniform on this team. And to be on national television when you weren't supposed to be um, because you're playing so well and you're facing one of the best teams in the East. I got to say, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like that. You know, I think earlier in the season, um, I think Brooklyn caught us at like the perfect time. Mm -hmm. Now we're catching them at a time that's perfect for them. Yeah. Because even if we do come into that game, you know, with Brandon Ingram, he's been out for a month and a half or something. Um, He's going to, you know, need some time to get back into a rhythm. And then when we get on national TV, we tend to not do that great. Um, So it kind of seems like it could be the perfect storm for the Nets. If we win, awesome. I'm all for it. I'm I'm ready to be wrong. Um, But I don't have a great feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you're certainly going to need um, a little bit more also um, from Herb Jones, who's going to slowly get you know back into the swing of things yeah. as well. Playing against Memphis, 28 minutes, four points. He did have the 11 rebounds, but 2 of 12 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3. And when he's been playing this year, it seems like his shooting has been off. I know he's been working on mm-hmm. that with Fred since last year. Um, I don't know if he's relying on it a little too much now, knowing that he's confident in it, which is great, but I just feel yeah. like, the shots have not been hitting for him the way you maybe thought would be an improvement from last year. It's been frustrating because it got to a point where I would see him go up for a shot and I'd feel pretty comfortable with it. But these days, as soon as he's getting ready to step into a three, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that's a shot we should be taking. I'd like to see him attack the rim some more. And I'd like to see Trey catch a couple more bodies at the rim too. There yeah. was a couple games where he's like very, very aggressive. He's hitting threes, but he's also catching bodies. Um, but lately he hasn't been attacking the rim as much. Um, so, yeah, we really need those guys to to attack. But um, <laughs> I think one of the ways I'm going to try to trick the universe into having us win 
on Friday, I like to, I, I feel like I don't win bets very often, right? So I try to trick the universe into making us win. Cause it's not like I can't bet on the Pelicans to win and they win. That's not going to happen. That's not how that works. I have to bet on the other team to win. <laughs> what? <laughs> <the> Pelicans to win. <laughs> or I have to say like, uh, KD's player combo or something is going to be like over whatever number or something. And then he doesn't hit that number. And then the team's not doing great. And then the, and then the Nets lose. I don't know. I always try to come up with some crazy way to, to, you know, trick the universe. Cause the universe won't let me win. <laughs> but I feel like that'd be so hard to do when you're betting on the other team, when you're rooting for your team. I don't think I can ever it's do that. Easy. I only bet like, like, a dollar like it doesn't have to be oh. anything crazy maybe five bucks maximum <laughs> okay well i'm not ashamed well whatever amount you're doing i hope you're using bet online because they remain your number one source for all your sports betting this season everything from nfl and bowl season to even esports you'll always find the latest odds team matchups info player news game trends bet online features live betting free contests live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable we're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So um, when you think it. about Rel making bets, think about that she is a trader and betting on the other team just for her personal gain. I know everyone you know, wants wealth for 2023, but Rel's doing it at the expense of your New Orleans Pelicans. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> It's worked before. I bet on the other team to win, and the universe says, no, you silly clown. You can't win a bet. Yeah. And then the Pelicans win, and everyone's happy. I'll sacrifice five bucks. I think um, you need to start wagering on who's that bird over <laughs> under, like, three three uh, correct answers from opposing opposing teams, or if you're doing who's that bird oh, for the Pelicans, man. or who's that sixer, or whatever it is. Maybe you can make some money on uh, over under. And we haven't yeah. played that on here. I know it's hard to do with a uh, with this yeah, being audio, but <laughs> I gotta, we gotta find a way. Gotta do we it. Do. I, I was, you know, I'm watching some of these. And I'm like, that's don't toss multi units. I remember him <laughs> and Tim Frazier. What a guy, right? What a um, guy. I think, uh, what was the, what was the line on Friday? It was like one. Who was favorite to win between us? And I Philly? think Philly by one. And that's today I, I was looking at the odds for tonight's game. Yeah, Philly is favored by five. And yeah, on what's that about? ESPN's matchup predictor, seventy-three and a half percent chance for Philly to win. I don't like it. <laughs> I was like, boy, did people forget to watch the other game? I know that's based on stats and analysis, and not yeah. necessarily matchup based. But again, I know it's hard to win there. But I feel like the Pelicans can at least cover the five. Yeah. Is that we... the one? Is that how you'd make a, a quick buck? Is do one dollar Philly plus five, and that way. New Orleans no, wins, but you I stopped betting the on the spread. I stopped betting on the spread. I would do like the money line, um, or I would just completely stay away from that and just do like um, a couple of like parlays with like uh, the player combos. So the combined points, rebounds, and assists, and things like that. Um, last night I did one. It did not go well at all. I, I lost every leg of it, and I thought it was so you know, I don't want to say funny, but I thought that it was interesting how I bet the I actually bet the under on John ja Morant um, getting. Under 47 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. I hate uh, betting the got, under. Yeah, he got 48. He Ooh. Got 48. They put him back in the game. They were going to win. Like, it was clear they were going to win. They put him back in the game, and he went and got who knows how many extra points at the, to close out the fourth quarter. And I was like, 
sweet. But I lost every other leg of that. <laughs> that okay. <parlay. laughs> it was it just was wasn't meant three. to be. Yeah, it was only three. I don't get, you know, I just, I'm not that into it. Yeah, I had a, a three a three player prop that I won last night. Jalen Brown, points and rebounds over 32 and a half. Harrison mm-hmm. Barnes over 13 and a half points, hit 16. And Jokic, 24 and a half points. He scored 30 against Boston. So I did okay. And again, if you want to do okay, make sure you use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, 50% deposit bonus, courtesy of BELIEVE, and courtesy of us, your proud sponsor of Pels and Whistles. So before we get out of here, Rel, and get ready for tonight's game, and then we'll be back with you on Friday to preview Pelicans Nets and recap this game and what goes on on Wednesday against the Rockets. Anything over the weekend that caught your eye, whether it's around the league, I, uh, LeBron, unfortunately, had a great birthday, courtesy of the Atlanta <laughs> Hawks, who decided not to guard him, not to play any defense, scoring yep. 47 points, almost a triple-double, just one assist shy. Yeah. I mean, what the... I Solid mean, obviously, strategy. me being here in this market, it, yep. there's some there's some issues going on with these Atlanta Hawks, but they did not help yeah. the cause the other night. I think we should make a, you know, there's always that the the list. You know, I know there's some media members that are on the list, but I think we should start putting <laughs> teams on the list that don't help us out with the Los Angeles Lakers and a perfect mm-hmm. opportunity without Anthony Davis and the Atlanta Hawks, I think, are on that list now. Oh, man. Um, just looking at the standings now, um, we're tied for a second, but we're technically in that third spot because Memphis owns the tiebreaker. Um, I will say one thing that kind of, every time we try to get a little bit momentum going, something crazy happened in that game, like the issue with the clock. Um, That kind of stunned us a little bit. And then I noticed, um, did did you see what happened last night with Denver in Boston with the the rim? They had almost a 40-minute delay in that game because the rim was crooked and they kept trying to put a level on it and the level never... Never and they have right. to be they have to be exact on those two. If there's a smidge difference with the NBA yeah. regulation, that's happened before. I think Zion did that to a rim in Indiana in his oh, first man. year. We sat there in a delay because um I think it was going into halftime, and even after mm-hmm. halftime, they couldn't fix it. We started a delay in the third quarter because he broke the, the darn rim, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty cool, but not when we're sitting there trying to figure out what to do. Man, every now and then I think about that video where um it was it was after he got drafted, but before the season started. I think they went to play golf, and it was him and Josh Hart and whoever. Oh yeah, him. we broke his <laughs> driver. <laughs> and Josh is like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't know his own strength, man. But um, I mean, yeah, we're still sitting pretty in the standings. Um, we have a two and a half game lead on Dallas, uh, so they're in the in the fourth spot back there. But yeah, the uh, Dallas has actually won six straight though, so they're kind of moving on up in the world yeah they need um, luka Doncic to score 50 or more points oh, did you see what greg man. popovich his goal yeah. is like just to hold him under 50 and he scores 51 against he got them. 51 right <laughs> um houston's at the bottom of the standings they've lost three straight so uh you know did you see I, what I our friend eric Gorn said about yeah him? he asked have you seen any improvement he's like no there's been no what a great veteran he wants you know <laughs> the karma train it may have taken a few years but the karma train definitely <laughs> came back down the tracks to him you wanted out of here you yeah. got it what what did they get you no rings no nope. hey, you're you're putting up some good numbers there but now yeah. you're on a team that's rebuilding and you're just kind of stuck he got several playoff appearances so i hope yeah, he enjoyed that while, yeah. while they did that you know maybe western conference finals and things like that but uh yeah what if he demands a trade to the pelicans 
What if, what if the Pelicans <laughs> got Eric Gordon back? I... That would be chaos. You know, I feel like if he was here, people would people would get over it. Like, you know, especially if he's making shots and stuff, I, I feel like people would get over it. But um, that I don't think that's anything that any of us are hoping for specifically. No. I'm just trying so. to create madness here in 2023. <laughs> New year. Let's just start some trouble here on Pels and Whistles. Why not? Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? Um, <laughs> well, we'll see what happens tonight. Again, tip off, I believe, if I can get my handy dandy scoreboard six up o'clock, here. Six o'clock Central, which mm. is I used to love six o'clock central games <laughs> because you're done earlier. Yeah. And so um, we'll see what happens again. Wednesday night at home against the Rockets. Make sure you're there for that one. Again, no matter the opponent, keep, keep the, keep the atmosphere like a playoff one. Like the fans have certainly been doing. And then Friday's the big one, six 30 mm-hmm. Brooklyn still encourage you to watch it on Valley sports. I know it's on ESPN, yeah. but just from based on past experiences, I hear, you're like, what the heck are those announcers talking about? The They're national- not going to have anything good to say, those national people. You always just- got to keep it real with Joel, AD, <laughs> and Jen. Listen to Todd on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, always keep your local flavor there when you're talking about the games, even if it's nationally televised. That's more for everyone else to get to enjoy the Pelicans. But if you're local, make sure you go to the game. Again, another sellout, which is awesome to see. But make yeah. sure you're tuning in on Valley and on WRNO. Well, this is a great way to start the new year. I appreciate you as always. Again, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever your podcast may be. Also find us on YouTube. Click the like button, click the rate, click subscribe, do it all. One of your New Year's resolutions, listen to more hells and whistles, and we will get you everything you need to know (laughs) about this Pelican squad. Hope for a win tonight, Rel, and we'll talk to you on Friday for our next visit. See you then. All right, Pharrell, I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening to Pels and Whistles presented by Bet Online right here on the Believe Network. <laughs>